0: everyone we're here for the next edition of the see me podcast or current edition i guess as you listen to it is it probably not the next one that right, the next one sense,
1: the one behind it?
2: one before
0: the
1: That's a seasoned podcaster speaking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hi! Hi, oh, yeah, we're definitely missing Dee in the presenting, which she did last time. Clearly didn't mess it up like me. But this is Nick here this week, and I am with Maeve. Hello! And Davey. Hello! Um, Maeve and Davey are both from our social movement team, and we're chatting a little bit today about our volunteers, the amazing things they've done, yep. communities, stuff that we've got coming out as well. Um. So starting off, we had our volunteer gathering last. Yeah, Thursday. which
2: I, uh, was amazing, I think.
1: Yeah, uh, David did a pretty fantastic job hosting it, along with uh, Rebecca. Pretty
2: fantastic. I think you mean astounding.
1: I feel like Rebecca was doing a lot of the heavy
0: lifting.
2: That down. is
1: true. Um,
0: but Davy.
2: That's just because she has... was there. Divi was
0: also there. <laughs> Rebecca lunges a lot, so I feel like she's she's well-placed for heavy lifting. She she's, just inadvertently practices it.
1: I think that's why she has such a dynamic appearance.
2: <laughs> just that constant lunging. <laughs> what is, okay, now I see what you mean by dynamic appearance. I mean, you had your quiz, though, and your hat and everything.
1: Yeah, I had a quiz and a hat, that's right. So. <laughs> I mean, it's not a compliment, is it? It's just a statement. <laughs> I'll take it It was a pretty accurate statement It was a really, was good a good Thanks, was a really <laughs> shiny hat <laughs> Thanks
0: Nick um, Both those things were good I particularly enjoyed the round I love like that all our
2: words have been like they're not the best words. Like, that was good. That was pretty okay. We haven't actually said anything about it being stupendous. Well, Maybe you were stupendous. Thank you.
1: Thanks. I mean, you also were stupendous, David, we yeah.
0: Okay.
2: I particularly liked the round
0: where you spent probably most of the round describing how you were hoping that it wasn't gonna be a disaster, but
2: then actually and doing then, the round. And then,
1: and then it was. <laughs> yeah.
2: Which round was that one?
1: I believe Nick is referring to the round where I'm, I made uh, Will and Myrid do on-the-spot translations of words that they had not, not been told about in Norwegian and
2: Gaelic. I think my favourite one was the uh, the Gaelic word for stigma was stigma and, or something like that and and Myrid couldn't get it. <laughs> but I did
1: like the, I think it was stiogma, probably not pronouncing oh, that, was... that right, but that's how it was written. I liked that Will spent that whole time going. Is it? Does it just say stigma? <laughs> <laughs> because if so, that's Norwegian.
0: <laughs> I suppose like he kind of got what the aim of that game was too early by doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was sad. Yeah, but yeah, it was a really good event. We had was it, how many volunteers were
1: there? Um, I think about sixty. Is
2: that? I was gonna say yeah. We had lot. Like... Six or seven tables, eight, nine, ten people in each one. Yeah. Say that.
1: Yeah, okay, we'll say that.
2: Nice. What were some of your highlights of the
0: day?
1: Um well I we had three workshops through the day. Um and the one that I went into was one that was being delivered by um Chick Duncan. I just momentarily slightly forgot his surname <laughs> there in my in my excitement. Um and he delivered a workshop on um spoken word. Um and then there were quite a few, well there was a mixture, a mixture of um, volunteers from across the programme actually, who were in that workshop and um, it, was, it was really a really nice thing to be part of because after he gave this great introduction and explained what we were doing and people sat down and started to write some things and everybody sort of protested that they had no idea how to write poetry or spoken word or do anything. And then when everybody came back and shared, the things that people were saying were, um, for the five or ten minutes they'd spent writing, them were amazing, inspiring, heartbreaking, just fantastic pieces of writing that just by giving the time and space to sit down and do it, they'd come up with there and then. So that, that does was sound wonderful.
0: Amazing. I was sad that I missed that one. Yeah, but Chick is really great with his spoken word stuff. Yeah. And he's always, he's a very enigmatic type
2: of guy so Mm. I can imagine him leading a workshop would have been really good. I wish I could have been there I've still never heard him do anything live despite working with him on creating more of these events But
1: he, um, yeah he delivered a poem that people might have heard before a poem as he would call it um, that I think is called What Recovery Means to Me Um, he's performed it at volunteer events before but he sort of opened with that and it's absolutely fantastic it's just such a it's it just draws everybody into him and he, he doesn't speak particularly loudly or demonstratively, mm. but it's absolutely gripping from start to finish. It's a brilliant mean, performance. Uh,
2: if he's got it written down anywhere, we should definitely kind of get it, uh, get it online so people can check it out.
0: For sure. And yeah. he is, was part of Time to Talk Day. He's going to be putting on an event at the Gatehouse of Fleet.
2: Not the Gatehouse of Fleet. Just Gatehouse, gatehouse, of, gatehouse. Fleet. Oh, gatehouse. of Fleet. Oh yeah, it's a, a place, isn't it? It's, it's not like a gatehouse. It's going to be at the Bakehouse in Gay House of Fleet. That's it.
0: And is that happening on time to talk today?
2: Yeah, so he's. Um, it looks like they've got the, the venue for the evening, which would be great. So that's Thursday, the 6th of February. Um, and. They often have lots of kind of spoken word and kind of poetry and open mic stuff there. But he's going to do like a longer workshop, I think, with Mm -hmm. a few people and then encourage them to maybe come down and actually kind of read some of their work out. It should be really good. It'll be different because hopefully it will be to people who don't normally go to those kind of events and encourage people to have a few more chats. So, uh,
0: definitely. Well, if we don't already, definitely have something up on the website um on there's an events calendar on there so you can check that out and we'll have information about what's happening
2: if you are interested in
0: mm-hmm. heading down people can head down and
2: yeah absolutely do check it out and then um i think in because of chick's efforts um there's going to be hopefully a few similar events in different places as well i know um our guys at seem me proud are doing uh a, an open mic night on the same night in glasgow um and I, there's a talk of a few more maybe coming so i think that'd be really good it's yeah. It's great how one person's thing is going to be mirrored in different places, hopefully.
0: Definitely. And we've kind of just then stolen his idea and trying to roll it out ourselves. We're going to be at the National Portrait Gallery in Edinburgh and hoping to have some spoken word there. So I guess if anyone is listening and wants to come, we'll be there between about 11 and 1. However, if you're also super talented and maybe want to perform, then get in touch with us, you can do it via our website, org, and there's a contact form there. And if you're interested in joining us on Time's Talk Day on the 6th in Edinburgh and, and performing something, then please let us know. Or if you're into performing music, I was going to say if you're a musician, but I went for a weird way of saying that. <laughs> if you are partial to playing an <laughs> instrument. If you like playing and you're into it simultaneously, that's great. Um, but yeah, Dave, what were your highlights of the, of the volunteer
2: gathering? Um... Do you, your, no, do you know what? There's quite a few. No, do you know? Unsurprisingly, I'm very critical, despite my jokes about how badly I did. But um, that's just me. No, I. You're not Two getting
1: things. any more compliments on this. <laughs> <topic>. Two things met <laughs> with silence there. Two it?
2: things. Kieran's speech. Beginning. Kieran, who is part of uh, oh yeah, the EYPs, like yes. uh, who also has an amazing uh, podcast called Earful, I believe. Uh, I think it's the name of it. He. Oh, his speech, man.
1: I mean, that was, that blew everything out of the yeah. water. That was one of, the, yeah, he was one of the first people to speak, really, yeah. wasn't and I, it? I think
2: that's it, because then even after everyone who spoke after him, um, you know, we had Kathleen with Emma. Um,
1: everyone was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It was just. Um, but it really set the tone, didn't it, for the day, mm-hmm. Kieran's talk. It was a bit of a mission statement. Yeah, it, actually, that's a search. really good way of putting it.
2: Thank you. And, um, well done, mate. <laughs> Thanks, and And like, for me, obviously, I'm really. I'm really partial to uh, a bit about kind of men's mental health and kind of mental health is one of the few places where actually men are, aren't, aren't dominating, which is which is a good thing in its own way. But actually, it's uh, I was really inspired by him mm-hmm. and really proud of him. And I barely even know the guy. So um, there was that. But then also um, just uh, there was a moment we had a, obviously the video performance of the choir, the Hear Me, See Me choir, yeah. um, which was set up by, by Liam and some of the choir were there as well. I had a look over at them during the performance and it was just, you could see just their feeling of kind of being quite proud, um, but just really appreciative of what they've done. And I think that was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah right. it was so emotional, I think, for lots of reasons. I think because, you know, hearing music is always emotional in, mm. in some way. Um, and then I think laid on top of that and the choice of songs is very impactful and very powerful as well. And then laid on top of that, you know, if you know the people involved and you know the journey it's been to get to that point and you know the effort that everybody um, has put into getting things to there. So I think, yeah, you could you could certainly hear a few people reacting around the room, a few tears being shed as, as that video was yeah. played in in, yeah. in a really nice way. The song
0: choices that they have are amazing as well. There's a couple of songs I hadn't heard before. There was yeah. one that I think was in a musical that you'd seen. You Will Be Found. Baby. Yeah. I really likes that um which also had a beautiful couple of solos in, one from Liam oh, and one yeah. from Davey as well, um, <laughs> oh. which I'd shown you the filming of it I'd done before, but didn't show you the real close-up version that I was actually going to edit into the video. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone else wants to see it, we are gonna, it's going to be on uh, See Me's YouTube yeah. channel, so you can search that and see the videos. They're really, yeah. the choir's amazing. We went along, went along to film them about two weeks ago yeah. to make yeah. the video for this gathering, and... I was so impressed, especially as the choir has not been together all that long. They've had a few kind of, I guess each week there's maybe a couple of different people that turn up or mm. new people that turn up. So it was really amazing to see how they, everyone had gelled in together and the yeah. song choices and how much everyone seemed to be having such a great time and really enjoy
2: it. There. It was amazing. And, and, you know, the other really important thing um, about the choir is that it's a really good example of how a creative project, how an arts project can still fight stigma. Um like I said the song choices are really important and and you know, I think it was sometimes there's a question of wait a minute, are we just singing or are we are we still trying to like fight stigma and discrimination around mental health? But actually I think that video really showed yeah. that was about using our voices to to kind of just say like let's accept people, let's be more understanding to people, let's talk. Um yeah, so I, I was really proud that it kind of felt like it still had that CNE message as well and hopefully that will encourage more kind of art space projects.
0: It did. It was really inspiring. As so many of the things our volunteers have done, I think there's been some amazing stuff that's happened over this last year. What's been your favourite one, Nick? Yeah. Nick. It is one of our volunteers, Sally, who as part of our Fields FM campaign last year, um, which was all around music and mental health and young people and helping young people to talk using music, uh, we on our site on feelsfm.co.uk. dot uk. On there, when you go on, you can select an emoji based on how you're feeling, and then whilst it and then it generates your Spotify playlist with music to match your mood. Whilst it's doing that, it asks a couple of questions around young people's mental health and what you make, what can be difficult to talk, what makes it easier to talk. So we'd had about four thousand responses to these questions over the course of the campaign, and Sally then made. All took all of the responses and then picked a few of the songs that are on Fields FM and songs that she really felt meant something to her and about mental health and then she took all of the words that the people had had and put them into sound waves mm. and created these three amazing artworks. One's a Lewis Capaldi song, yeah, the other two other songs I can't remember the names of, um, <laughs> but also amazing, yeah, also amazing. Um, but yeah, and she used all the colours of it. Was all the colours of the emojis that have been selected as well. So when you look at it, it's this piece of artwork, it looks like sound waves, but all the sound waves are made up of the things that young people said about mental health, mm, yeah. and there are there is. The version of the artwork now hanging up in the mental health minister's office, which we That's gave amazing. to her. Yeah. So I think that was incredible. Sally was involved in that campaign throughout, from the beginning stages and developments, then coming up with this amazing piece of artwork. Um, so I think that was absolutely incredible. Yeah. What about what about you guys? What you made?
1: Um, so well, continuing with the art theme of a few minutes ago. Um, Oh, no, right there. Just you just told state. me about a piece no.
0: of Did <laughs> <It's laughs> I just cause... fall asleep after it's talking sorry. and you picked it's up on sorry. it
1: now? <laughs> it's because Davey said art's really inspiring a few minutes ago. And
2: then you just and blanked just out while just, I spoke. I just remembered Davey. You tend saying. just to shut down when you're talking like it's <laughs> I don't know why. Something <laughs> got... about arts minister. Uh,
1: yeah, something, <laughs> <laughs> something about... A literal work of art. Right, yeah, never mind about that. Um, continuing with that exact theme that you were just talking about, um, I think the thing for me has been seeing um, another of our volunteers, Abby Pirani, um, developing the puppet show that she will be um, finishing for SMATH next year, 2020. So that will be when the full-length version of Trace will be performed. Um, at the moment she's um, done some kind of shorter scratch performance of it that have just been amazing um, it's a, a, a play about adverse childhood experiences so the subject matter is, is obviously quite difficult um, and really that's why it lends itself to this um, puppet show format it's a way of being able to i suppose um, safely, if that's the right word, to talk about those experiences, share those experiences, um, and um, allow other people to understand them, or if they've sort of shared something similar, to be able to experience that in a way that's um, hopefully makes that an easier thing to talk about and think about. Um, but it's absolutely incredible. The puppets that she has created are just absolutely amazing. Yeah, quite something, aren't um and every so often she'll bring them along to a volunteer gathering or something like that and showcase them and it's always um it's always a real highlight as she mm-hmm. pulls out some, some new doll or something out of out of her case and um, and talks about it and and um, the way that she talks about it is 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 always absolutely fascinating as well. So um yeah getting to getting to see the work that she's done um, and how that's developing, and the ideas that she has for the future in terms of um, how she can kind of develop ideas around training and um, workshops and things like that for people um, is, is yeah, really inspiring and really exciting.
0: So, Davey, what's your most inspiring thing? <laughs> well, <laughs> the, vo- wow. the volunteers what a, what have a done.
2: Question. <laughs> um, no, so I think before I kind of started here, I always kind of did you know big things you can have an event and and that i would have said but actually having now joined the social movement team and seeing the amount of stuff that people are doing kind of behind the scenes to actually get all this stuff sorted like we've spoken about some really great things but there are so many of our volunteers who are helping with like planning for time to talk today or having opinion on meetings or kind of getting in front of people and it's like i think what i'm most inspired by is how everyone is finding their own lane for kind of making a making a change Mm -hmm. and um yeah like people who who i'm terrible all that kind of paperworky stuff and formal stuff or whatever i just kind of dance around and um yeah i'm really inspired by how much work people are putting in yeah
0: yeah it is amazing the amount that goes into any sort of thing that a volunteer creates whether it was way back when past the Badge was being created to more recently Liam doing the choir mm. there's so much that goes into just getting people to turn up and sing or talk
2: or mm-hmm. whatever it yeah, is definitely. like that uh, making that committee for the choir I mean that is that's meetings that's agendas and all, all that stuff you don't think of is going to be part of creating these great things yeah. but it's needed and it's really important it is uh, and it makes such a difference
0: in the communities that they're working in or Mm -hmm. or focusing on and making the difference and for you guys why why do you think that tackling stigma and discrimination in communities is so important I guess I mean where we're working it sounds like an obvious question but
2: is that is that our goal (laughs) (laughs) tackling stigma I thought it was creating more stigma that explains a lot (laughs) (laughs) actually
1: well I guess the the reason that it's important to tackle it within communities in addition to all the other places, all the more specific settings that we work in, is um, that's where people are spending all their time. I mean, that encompasses, I guess, the conversations that you're having with your families and out and about as you're doing your shopping and, you know, in the spaces where I suppose you should be able to feel the most relaxed and comfortable and at home where often people don't.
2: Mm. Plus, it feeds another thing. Like obviously, our goal is to fight the stigma, but it's because people need safe spaces to then deal with and process their mental health, which is a different element to what we do, but what I always thought we do and what I'm proud we do is tackling things in the community is making it so they can be in a safer space so that they can um, prevent things from getting worse for them so they can recover easier so they can have more support around them. And that, because that's the stigma I think is really important. And, and if you're not safe in your own community, that's going to be so much harder to do, to recover. Yeah. Um,
1: and it, that taps into, you know, when we talk about communities, we're obviously not just talking about geographical communities, but we're talking about communities of interest. Um, and some of the great work that's happening already, um, I think Dave, you already mentioned, See Me Proud. Um, and there'll be more intersectional work that we'll be doing to follow this time in the future is another way of saying that um,
2: <laughs> let's just find really interesting ways to say really Baroque obvious things. I
1: just got confused about how people speak normally um, yeah. there'll be more I guess. there'll be more work like that in the future um, well said
0: yeah and I guess it comes into like it's whether it is your geographical area or your area that you're interested in it's where people are really making a difference in the areas that they know best yes. where they've got some expertise in where they know the change that's needed and where they know something about what's going to create that change far better than just kind of a see me itself words like they know these areas far better than us Exactly And we had so we've got some really interesting interviews here from one of our volunteers Tina um she has been out and about she's one of our volunteers based in Dundee and she's been speaking to a few organizations in the area about what they do to make a difference with mental health and also a range of areas as well so um, first up she is speaking to Anne Tremble from the Linda Tremble Foundation uh, and then Jenny Patterson from Breakthrough.
3: My name is Anne Tremble, I'm the co-founder of the Linda Tremble Foundation, it was set up in memory of our daughter Linda who unfortunately lost her battle with anorexia back in 2011 after a very long struggle with the
4: illness. Okay. thank you very much Anne. So what does the foundation do for the wider community? So at the moment
3: we offer peer-to-peer support. Uh, We have support groups for carers and sufferers in Kirkcaldy and Perth. We have taken over the Glasgow groups. There are three different ones in Glasgow and they are for sufferers only and we've now been asked to take over the Falkirk group, which is a carer-only group. So we're just supporting all of these people in whatever way they they need necessary. Um, We're going to be starting a defending scheme to offer one-to-one support, because that's something that our members are saying would be really good. We're going to be running carer workshops uh, in a few weeks'
4: time. I have to say, Linda Tremble Foundation, to me, is what they go to. Like, I tell everybody about it. It's such an amazing place. What you've done is, is extraordinary, I have to say. One of the next questions is, how do, you, how do you work with people who have struggled with their mental health? It's very difficult. I think it's just
3: building their confidence and trying to get them to feel confident enough to actually open up and talk to us. And sometimes that can be difficult. Much easier with the carers. It's much easier for them to open up and be honest, but not so much so with people who are suffering from it. And so it's just trying to find someone that they feel they can really talk to and open up. And just so that they feel listened to, and that somebody actually understands what they're going through and is trying to help them, and that's really all they're, they're looking for.
4: That's true. And what do you do to try and make a difference in your community, in the community? Shall we say Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I meet with a lot of people just for coffee on a one-to-one basis because sometimes people contact me needing help but aren't brave enough to come along to a group, not feeling that they're in the right headspace to do that. But sometimes if you on a one-to-one basis for a the coffee, they're able to do that. And again, it's just speaking to them, asking them if they would like to become a member of the foundation and that's, there's no cost involved in that. And once they're a member, they can uh, use any of the facilities that we have. So we have a lot of private therapists that we fund. So sometimes they might go to work with a private therapist. Um, As I say, the befriending and all of these things are are new things that we're starting up now, just to try and and give them someone that they can actually talk Mm -hmm. to. And why is it important to make a difference in your community? Because the trauma that we lived through with Linda was quite horrendous, and I really wouldn't want anybody else to have to live through that. So it's really just trying to make sure that that doesn't happen
4: yes I know I know what you went through as a family I mean I've only heard some and it's absolutely heartbreaking but I can understand exactly why mm. you're determined to make such a difference yeah that's it's horrible <laughs> horrible but yeah like you said earlier if you can save any lives it's yes, worth it absolutely
3: even if I can just save one life Yeah, and, and you probably have. You, yep.
4: probably have you probably have do you think tackling mental health stigma and discrimination is important
3: oh very important yeah yeah yeah, there's, there's still a stigma
4: out there. I mean, it's probably not as bad as it used to be, but
3: there still is a stigma there, and definitely mm-hmm. more people need to speak up about it mm-hmm. so that people don't feel embarrassed to, to go to their GP and, and to be able to talk mm-hmm. about openly about it.
4: And the last question, why do you think we need to improve attitudes towards mental health? I think they're never going to change if people's attitude
3: doesn't. I think it's really important that people understand For instance, an eating disorder is a mental health issue. It's not really about food and about eating. And it's not as simple as saying, just eat that. Um, It is a mental health issue. And they need a lot of support with their mind from the professionals. And sometimes when they go into hospital, that's not always what they get. They get help with refeeding and eating, but not always the right help actually working with the head, which is really what they really need.
5: So I'm Jenny Patterson and I'm the Chief Executive at Breakthrough in Dundee and we're a small organisation. We work with predominantly care experienced young people of secondary school age and we do three things with them. Um, We deliver group work in secondary schools, we um, match young people to volunteer mentors across the the community and we also um, run pretty unique an immersive work taster sessions for young people and how do you work with people who have struggled with their mental health I guess first and foremost we work with young people um, wherever they're at so, mm-hmm. so f- some of our young people will will come to us and the last to engage with us because they've got some mental health issues. Very often, um, the, the mental health issues that, that some of our young people have will be because of, of some of the traumatic and difficult experiences yeah. they've had, yeah. um, through no fault of their own, um, or through difficult background, um, and family experiences, um, and and I guess it's it's for us to to approach everything, and and our young mm-hmm. people with without judgment and to be very open and to be yeah. welcoming, and to be. Um, and to listen and yeah. and sometimes well, we know how difficult it is for young people to open up in general we also know how difficult it can be for people with mental health issues to talk about that openly anyway
1: yeah
5: and and even even the young people that we work with who, who don't even want to talk about their care background is also very difficult so anything that we can do yeah. to to Almost remove the barriers in that respect, or to, mm-hmm. or to let people know that yeah, you know it's okay to talk about these things, and actually you should you, sh- you shouldn't be ashamed, um, whether it's about your background or your or your mental health, and I, and I and I guess as an organisation, and I, as a person, it's probably probably more about me actually because my background is in mental health, and I feel okay. very strongly that I would love us to get to the point where we we, we don't make any you know it's not a big deal yes. that that you know if people don't talk. You know, are they ashamed about t- you know taking medica- medication for <laughs> a headache or or um, diabetes? No, you know it's it, and it shouldn't be any different. And 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 the sooner that we could we start to get over some of those kind of hurdles and make and make it as I suppose as as normal as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the the better it's going to be, and more people are going to talk about it and and get the help that they need.
4: Oh no, that's so, brilliant! Yeah, and what do you do through Breakthrough to try and make a difference in the community? That's a good question. That's a good
5: question. You um, <laughs> I, I I suppose that Breakthrough would not work if we did not have buy-in from the community in general. And so a huge part of our model relies on people giving their own time um, to, to come and give, you know, to give that one hour a week to a young mm-hmm. person to mentor them in a, in a Dundee secondary school. And we also are relying on uh, employers very often to free up members of their staff mm-hmm. for that one hour a week um, so that there's buy-in in general. We also re- are reliant on those employers to work with us to give, to give um, I suppose, their potential employees you know our young people um that work taster session that that inspires them to think maybe i could come and work in you know yes. in this environment and um, so so there's there's a huge amount of community buy in i care about the future of scotland i care yes. about young people in particular and, and and of course the sooner you start to work with a young person that you know the mm-hmm. more likely they are to go on and, and live a life that that is is fulfilled and um, helps them to to i suppose to reach their potential and that's why it's important and, yeah, That's at the risk crazy. of sounding very Whitney Houston, children <laughs> the future, the young are the future, aren't no, they? Young people of the future. No, you can't But really they are. And, you're right, and, you're right. And never underestimate young people. They, oh, keep, no. me, they keep me on my toes. And, <laughs> um, and yeah, they're, I could they're imagine. the future change makers. Definitely. No,
4: absolutely. They are the citizens yeah. of tomorrow.
5: Absolutely.
4: Do you think tackling mental health stigma and discrimination is important? I think it's critical.
5: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, the number of young people not even just young people but people who have not felt that they've had someone to turn to to talk to or felt so ashamed because of how they were feeling or felt like a failure or felt that no one else could possibly be feeling this way or um or people who feel that who have got to the stage where they feel that other people would be better off if they were out of the picture is absolutely heartbreaking. Um, and as somebody who's experienced some you know, not great mental health periods in my own life, um, for for a number of different reasons, because it can happen to anyone. And but I also have have worked in the field long enough to know that that, that people can and do recover. Mm. Um, and sometimes that's still living with symptoms and that's still living with um, issues. But but they can have really great lives. And and.
4: And, it's, it, and that's why it's so important Absolutely, you can see the passion in you Actually, you can see <laughs> how much it means to you and I know from connecting with you over this past year or so and, and the, the organisation, you're all driven by the same thing and that really is to end the stigma and just to help people, it's, it's about supporting the community and everything else, it's, it's all driven mm-hmm. by yeah. great intentions and why do you think we need to improve attitudes towards mental health
5: i think if if people were a bit more understanding, if people were a bit more tolerant and um, more people would be more open yeah with, with yeah. whenever they were were having difficulties, they might even recognize it a bit more and and I think public understanding and and kindness, I think. I, I talk about kindness a lot in work, actually, at the minute. I think my team thinking we <laughs> little a bit of a kindness kind of um, crusade. But I, but I think that there's, there's fundamentally something there that's yeah. missing in society yeah. around, uh, around tolerance and patience, understanding and kindness. Um, and something has to change.
4: If people are interested in becoming part or involved with Breakthrough or just finding out more about the organisation, where, where would they go? Thank you,
5: Tina. Because we're, we're really keen to hear from people from people who have um have that same passion and want to make a difference. And um, so we need we need um people over the age of eighteen um who are from in and around Dundee or, or even just work in Dundee who can give that hour a week for a young person. Um, our website is breakthroughdundee.co.uk. There's a five-minute application form to fill in, um, and that's all it takes. Probably less time than it takes to make a cup of tea. And, <laughs> and it could. And I suppose what I've said to people is you never know, you might help to change a young person's life, but you never know what might end up changing your own as well.
0: If you want to find out more about the Linda Tremble Foundation, uh, their website is www.lindatremblefoundation.org.uk and then Jenny mentioned there how you find out more about Breakthrough as well. And the reason that we're talking a lot about communities as well is because we are just launching our brand new communities pack where we're wanting people to... Basically, if they are wanting to make a difference where they think they, this is a really important area that they want to talk more about and health, they think tackling stigma is important, we have hopefully providing something that will help them and able to do that. And we did a bit of a survey to find out, I guess, the need for it beforehand as um, to how people were feeling. And the survey found that 23% of people wouldn't feel comfortable speaking about mental health in their community. And then that number again is even higher if they've experienced mental health problems with 29% saying they wouldn't speak. And do you guys, does that surprise you? Or why do you think that is maybe happening?
2: I think, um, I don't think it surprises me, sadly. Um, Because we... uh, it doesn't surprise me because not only we're we talking about stigma within a community, we're talking about self-stigma. I think when we ask people that question, they put a lot of stigma on themselves as well. I know it's something that I did back when I was struggling and um, and, and and it's, uh, yeah, so I'm not surprised by that figure. It's just uh, hopefully that's the type of thing we can really kind of tackle mm-hmm. and show by creating changing communities, people's own self-stigma will also hopefully diminish.
0: Yeah
1: and I think on the face of it it can seem like a daunting thing to start those kinds of conversations and hopefully that's why the communities pack is going to be useful because I think it's something that's designed for anybody to be able to pick up you're maybe not going to work through the whole thing from start to finish though of course you could Um, but it's got some ideas of some exercises that you could do with people, it's got some ideas about how you can just start simple conversations with people if if that's what you prefer to do, it I think sort of clearly outlines what we mean when we're talking about stigma and discrimination and the different types of stigma, including self-stigma, as Davy mentioned. Um, so it's sort of contextualizing actually what we're talking about because we kind of rattle off those terms, but whether people actually fully understand what we mean by them and what we, um, what how they might look in sort of different circumstances and different settings. Um, so hopefully, it's something that, um. It's fairly, is fairly simple and intuitive, but also kind of reassures people that it doesn't need to be that complicated a thing. If you, if you want to tack- tackle stigma and discrimination within your community, then you, you, you are able to do that. There are simple ways that you can.
0: I think it's that. really important that we've got these types of resources because so often we are an organisation that says talking about mental health is really important. It's something that you should do, but also very aware that that is far easier said than yes. done. And also knowing how to start a conversation, the sort of conversation to have, keeping yourself safe whilst having those conversations yes. and also knowing the right place and time to do it is all really important. So I think having a bit of a, a tool that people can use where it actually gives them guided activities and things to do, which can hopefully help others to think a little bit more about mental health is really important and I hope some that people can use in their communities or in workplaces, in community groups that they're in yeah. sports clubs it's pretty flexible to do anyway really absolutely and quite similar to i guess it brings on to the last thing we're going to chat about here today was the with time to talk day we've created some packs some resource packs for time to talk day as well uh, which similar lines of the communities pack they have ideas of activities and things that you can do uh, there's a workplace one a schools one one for local communities as well as a sports pack too. And we've also got some kind of guidance on our website going up to us to the sorts of conversations to have around time to talk day, to the stuff we want to find out. And see, that's a huge day for us as well and a really important day for us to encourage everyone to get
2: involved.
1: Great theme this year.
2: Really good theme, uh, which reminds me, so guys, would you rather kiss a jellyfish or talk to somebody about their mental health? Is that the way it was? I thought we it would have better if I could have remembered it.
1: That's, <laughs> that seems right. Well, now that you've said jellyfish, I'm remembering the very alarming artwork that accompanies the kissing
0: yeah, but jellyfish. and now we're just dissing the campaign. The, the
2: striking <laughs> artwork. Striking artwork. It certainly attention. sticks in
1: the mind, and that's the most important thing. But. It
2: does. <laughs> let's, think, let's think of a better would you rather than... Okay. Would you rather It's
1: off the top of your head Because
2: this is Christmas Would you rather Oh. Would you rather have Christmas every month Already yes Or have Christmas for a week Like Christmas for one day every month Or have Christmas day for one week
1: Christmas day for one week
2: Also Christmas day for one week, for one week. I feel like
0: now I am older And Christmas is more about hanging out with people That it kind of feels a little bit more like that Anyway, yeah. as opposed to just waking up excited to see what Santa's what brought on Christmas morning, um, mm. so I feel like now maybe so that whole idea of <laughs> a week of enforced fun maybe not great for everyone, but I would I would go for a week of it rather than
2: it'd be too much energy to get excited for it every yeah every month, every month. both actually sound quite terrifying to me mm-hmm.
4: yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah I like I like a little bit of build up. And then christmas day is done yeah and then i'm like right boxing day everything down moving on so uh, yeah a week a week would be intense i don't know maybe i'd have to go for the one at least i can emotionally prepare myself for just one day of
0: yeah so i'm going if i'm going to talk about mental health i'm not going to kiss a jellyfish i'll have a week of christmas um, and then i won't be stung or fatigued.
1: Agreed.
2: But it is a really good theme, because I really like at the gathering how all our volunteers were coming up with some really mm-hmm. great conversation starters yep. around it. Like, some were funny, some were about mental health, but all of it was about talking. Yeah, Just having an easier conversation.
0: Yeah, there was one that really struck me that someone said about, would you rather... Was it, would you rather be right... And not have the conversation or be wrong and have the conversation yeah. Yeah. when it comes to mental health. And I thought that was a really interesting one. Yeah, I
2: think everyone was kind of like, you know, that kind of hit the nail on the head there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was such a nice, it was so nicely put as well. Like, it's not about having a,
1: Perfect.
2: a scary, it's, scary words yes. or anything involved. Yuck. But it was kind of a, yeah, not only did it work as a question, but it also just really pointed out to you why it's good to have these conversations it did
0: and yeah and if anyone hadn't guessed so far the theme is would you rather yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we,
2: yeah. we just some on to something else yeah and the jellyfish is part of <laughs> yeah. the campaign materials not just a weird thing Davey's really obscure way of thinking <laughs> I don't think chronologically
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I <I'm> think in secret shit <laughs> <laughs> So if you're
0: wanting to get involved and see all of the would you rather stuff and this terrifying Jerry jellyfish poster, um it's all on our website on seemescotland.org scotland.org and you can order resources there, you can download stuff, you can find out about the activity packs that we have and see what you could do as well. And again it's the sixth of February, for time to talk Day stuff. But everything's up on the website now, you can see it all and start planning your things. Um so You mentioned a little bit there about would you rather in Christmas and obviously there's a big time of year coming up and just something I guess we wanted to say point out that how important it is that it is a really great time for a lot of people and getting together and having fun with friends and family and all that stuff that goes along with it but also if for others it isn't the best time year and it can actually be much in the way that one of the big sort of misconceptions or whatever about mental health or something like depression is that oh you know you just come and get over it smile be happy and everything will be okay christmas is similar in that sense where everyone feels like they have to be happy like it is yeah. the most wonderful time of the year and you watch it's a wonderful life which is it i guess an interesting film in itself with yeah mental, mental health, relations. health relations. yeah definitely. um but yeah that everything's great in the end and it isn't always and just to really reassure that yeah it's not going to be great for everyone but that is it's
2: okay for you to do Christmas in a way that works for you
1: yeah Yeah. Or, or and that can be the, not doing it at all
2: have you guys ever seen or heard about what Sarah Millican does every year
4: yes that's great and I, I, and I actually
2: although like I'm, I'm very fortunate I, I'm, I'm lucky to that um, I always have quite a nice day with my family and friends uh, on Christmas but I always check into Twitter for Sarah, Sarah Millican she always does Christmas on her own but spends it on Twitter so it's all about sort of do like little fun <laughs> games like oh if you're on your own today let's go make this or whatever or just kind of funny chat because obviously she's hilarious but she just kind of celebrates that it's okay to kind of do your own thing on christmas day if that's what you want um and there's a lot there's a lot of other stuff and a lot of other people who do that now as well yeah. um but yeah i think it's uh, i think it's a really good thing so check it. even if you're having a really good day just take 10 minutes and join twitter for something positive yeah. on twitter for once
0: but yeah that sounds really good brilliant well thank you very much guys for coming along Thank you. Um, Thank you, Nicholas. Sorry, I couldn't introduce the podcast properly. Maybe let <laughs> D back, who's a bit more seamless next time.
2: and <laughs> <laughs> um, To be fair, I, I mean, if we tried to have Dee here today, it could have been...
1: Been hilarious. Hilarious.
2: She sounds worse than Maeve sounds just now. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, well, I can't even hear Dee like now. I like, came into the kitchen and was just... There's no voice there. Lynn
0: mm. described it as one of the characters on Pitch Perfect, if you've ever seen that film. One of the characters that basically just doesn't speak for about three films <laughs> yeah. and just squeaks a little <laughs> bit. Like that. And that is what Dee is like today. Oh, bless her. So, yeah. Okay. Hope you feel better, Dee. Yep. 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 All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.